Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project Podcast. It is us, your favorite Disney film reviewers, or at least we hope we are. Uh, we are here to review the films of the Walt Disney Company, wherever they may come from, be they television, the big screen, theme parks, wherever they might originate. The films of the Walt Disney Company will be talked about here on this show. I'm Ryan Kilpatrick, owner of Disney Film Project, located at DisneyFilmProject.com. Joining me for this program, the two fabulous film lovers that we love and cherish here on this show. Uh, first up, we have Mr. Todd Perlmutter, who is the chief technical officer at DisneyDrivenLife.com, blogger at TouringPlans.com, all-around swell guy, Mr. Todd Perlmutter. How are you, sir? Good, and I'm not on mute. This time? Yes. So <laughs> let's, let's keep it up, shall we? Yeah, no, uh, I'm doing good. I'm a little, you know, ready to go. I, I, I see. You, you have, like, thoughts just swirling through your brain. I can actually see them right here, just, like, flying out of you right here. I got at least one here and one here and one here. That's a, that that counts. That's enough. Our other co-host, the inimitable Miss Brianna Alessio, who blogs at the Adventures of Brie at adventuresofbrie.blogspot.com, could not be with us this evening. However, in her place, we have another fine web personality, Miss Megan Annunziata, a fitness blogger at thedisneydrivenlife.com. You might notice a theme here, disneydrivenlife.com. Uh, hey, JL, how are you? Uh, the person who blogs at whomerun.com or meganinwonderland.com. Megan, how are you this evening? I am doing dandy. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing just fabulous. Just, just absolutely fabulous. Uh, also with us this evening, the person who edits all of this mishmash together to make some sort of sem semblance of fun out of it, uh, Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, local Disney star uh, in, in the Orlando community. Everyone knows Cheryl, or if they don't, they should. How are you, Cheryl? I'm doing good. I'm Stop done with High School Musical 1, I must say, and I'm just, like, happy about that one. That was, like, the worst, the worst episode to edit, I have to say. <laughs> That that was a rough one. That was a rough one. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so, speaking of High School Musical, today we will be discussing the sequel to High School Musical, High School Musical Dose, or in English, High School Musical 2. Uh, so, we shall talk about the 2007 Disney Channel movie sequel to the original High School Musical that has created such an uproar among the High School Musical community. I'm not sure if that's true. Uh, this movie premiered in the summer of 2007. It actually held its premiere at Downtown Disney in Anaheim. So, uh, interesting use of the space there. I guess they figured after Pirates, you know, why not hold a High School Musical premiere at Disneyland? Right? That makes sense. Sure. Uh, absolutely makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, there were there were rumors that Pirates was going to be um for a long time on Discovery Island. There, the, that would the, be cool. uh, That was at the time, but but since we have found out from our favorite cast member Scott, Scott rocks, right? Scott rocks. <laughs> Scott rocks. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't remember Scott, he was our he was our he gave us our our um our mystery Hanukkah cruise. <laughs> and um he had actually said that you actually cannot because of the restrictions on the island and bringing people back and forth um that you couldn't be out there so that's probably why they scrapped being on the island and moved to Anaheim for pirates probably not a bad idea and they've had all of the pirates premieres including uh pirates 4 there so there you go uh 
at the time of the premiere for High School Musical 2, so we, we talked when we did the High School Musical 1 epic show uh, about the viewership for that program. The sequel did 17.2 million viewers for the premiere. That is, uh, I work in the cable industry. That's unbelievable. Uh, at the time, it was the most watched basic cable telecast ever. Beating out Monday Night Football, beating out anything, any news event on CNN, all that sorts of stuff. High School Musical 2 beat it out. Right, and it's important to note it's more than twice as many people as watched the original. Yeah, almost oh. 10 million more yeah. than the original, which is kind of insane. Uh, and as is the practice these days with the Disney Channel, they aired it on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday – and over that time period, the 33 million viewers watched High School Musical 2 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's, that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's crazy numbers yeah. of yes. people. Um, it, the difference between this one and the first one is the, the first one kind of took the entire industry by surprise as to how well it did. This one everyone was prepared for. And Disney – marketed this movie i think from the moment that the first high school musical uh had gone off they started marketing the sequel and they they did a lot of things to try and get people invested in the sequel which we can talk about and i think honestly to the detriment of the film itself although you can't argue with the results if the result was to get people to watch the movie yeah and it's and it's important to note that if you want a perspective of how many people that actually is, that's like ten percent of the U.S. population, which is crazy. Yes, I mean because you think about people, you know, bemoan the fact that High School Musical wormed its way into the into the pop culture mainstream, but if you think about the fact that ten percent of the country saw the film when it premiered. That's crazy. I mean, there's no Hollywood movie that could even accomplish that. There, there, it's not possible, right? It's just a, a, another example of why Disney is so good at creating these things and creating phenomenons and marketing them. Uh, it's kind of nuts. Also, right. also, also, almost the entire state of California. This is just, nuts. <laughs> You're throwing out these crazy numbers for us, Todd. It's just, it's it's what, just interesting. It's, it is. It's what he does. Uh, so the original cast returns for this one, as they did for, for all of the films. And uh, we pick up the story right after the first film as we are getting ready to let out of school for summer. And the, the entire film opens in East High once again. Uh, it's the only part that is in East High where they do the song, What Time Is It? Uh, which was, again, speaking of the marketing of the film, they released the single and the video for the film uh, before the film premiered on Disney Channel and showed the video of all the kids in East High and, and what was going on, released a single on iTunes. It did crazy business. Uh, but the, the film opens with What Time Is It?, which is basically a, a, a song celebrating the fact that it's time for school to be over and it's time for summer and all of the, the six main characters. So to recap, that would be Troy Bolton, the basketball star, his newly crowned girlfriend, Gabriela Montez, 
uh, Chad Danforth, who is Troy's partner in crime in the, on the basketball team, Taylor McKessie, who is Gabriella's partner in crime on the Scholastic Decathlon team, and then Sharpay and Ryan Evans, the drama geeks, uh, who are were the foils in the first movie and play a similar role in this one. But all six of them get to go on and talk about what they're going to do over the summer, and we get to dismiss into the summer. Uh, that's kind of the the idea of the what time is it song. And this one I like. I like this. So this one. is not the one you hate. <laughs> no, this no. one is not. This is one is not terrible, though the intro into it is kind of annoying. I think yes, once they is. start singing it, it's pretty good. Yeah, the intro to it does drag. Yeah, I, it, it's it, they're counting down to the the seconds, which I, I think it's kind of supposed to drag a little bit, but not because you know how torturous those last few seconds of school are for the year. Although I always seem to have finals and then have to go back and sit in a classroom, so right. I don't know about what their high school's like. <laughs> yeah, apparently in their high song, school, you know. Yeah, with this song, it kind of. Reminds me in, of more of what, what is it? Uh, schools out for summer, but it's the hip hop, you know, nineteen or the two thousand something Wait, version you, of that song. Did you song. just compare this to Alice Cooper? Which no, is Al- awesome. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alice Cooper. Granted, I was way beyond Alice Cooper's generation too, but Alice Cooper's song is more my my style and. I'm sure we were singing that when I was finishing school because my friends were just those kind of people that would sing that song. This movie would have been greatly improved, I think, if we would have had Alice Cooper in it. Just throwing it out. Um, So Troy needs to get a job because he's trying to save for college. He's trying to, you know, we we talked about in the first one and and, uh, in the third one it happens as well where Troy has things that he's got to do and uh, there's some conflict that comes into play. It comes into play a lot later in this one, uh, but there is a little bit of a conflict there of Troy needs a job, but he also wants to spend the summer with Gabriella because, you know, he's he's in love and it's young love and all those sorts of things. But meanwhile, <laughs> what's that? And that's what you do in high school. You just look forward to the summer with your boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend in high school. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I appreciate <laughs> he, that. But you forgot that he cements the relationship with the necklace. Oh, yes. I was, yeah, was I was it, hoping to overlook that part. Was it a T or, a, or was it, did it say Troy or was it just a T? I it's don't just remember. a T for Troy. Yeah, it's just a T. He gives Gabriella a lovely, I guess it's silver T necklace i can swear it changes throughout the movie now, i didn't go back and watch it but i'm pretty sure it's like a blue pen a blue tea in the beginning and then by the end of the movie it's a silver tea with a red garnet or something in it i could swear it changes <laughs> did you so now you did not go through this like the zabruder film or something like that <laughs> no because well we could discuss later why i try not to go through this movie <laughs> Other than the fact your parents are watching it, we're 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 we get this was one of the ones we we made your parents sit through. Yeah. Yes, I will That's discuss just... my parents' comments when they're appropriate. Interesting. <laughs> okay. 
Elder Perlmutter views. That's what that's <laughs> we need more of that on this program. Uh, so he Troy's trying to find a job. Gabriella and and he are wanting to spend the summer together. Meanwhile, Sharpay has also made a fateful decision in the midst of the "What Time Is It" song that her being the the crazy popular person of the school, which I would kind of dis- dispute, considering the fact that no one really seems to like her. She's a legend in her own mind. Right. That she, uh, she decides that since she's the most popular girl in school, at least in her own mind, as Todd said, she needs the most popular boy in school to be her boyfriend. In other words, she needs to break up Troy and Gabriella and claim Troy for herself. The logic there just confounded me, I have to say. I, 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 I don't get it. I mean, but to be fair, as we just point, as I just pointed out... I didn't get high school girls in high school, so I don't get them now either. <laughs> I, I think if you just go, oh, yeah, it's Sharpay, it all makes sense. Okay. It's Sharpay, and there needs to be a villain, therefore. <laughs> yeah. I, I, since we're on Sharpay, and since we're on my parents, the, the, one, comment oh, my, the one comment my stepfather kept making the entire, uh, the entire second movie was she kept calling her the dog girl. Because it's Sharpay and it's Sharpay is the dog type. It's spelled differently, and he knew that, but he kept calling her the dog girl during the entire movie. Nice. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Okay. So Sharpay makes this fateful decision that she must have Troy Bolton. So when she goes to her country club for the summer, uh, she decides that Troy should be hired for the country club, and then she can have him all to herself all day long. Uh, while she is at the country club. So she makes this this clear, and Troy gets the, the offer to, to join the country club. And But meanwhile, we go out to the country club, and we see uh, Sharpay lounging by the pool. She sings her, her theme song, or what will be her theme song for, the, for this movie and the next, which is fabulous, basically talking about how she needs all of the, uh, the fabulous things in life and people to treat her a certain way. Now, I like this one, too. I especially like the the line about the the towels imported from Turkey and the turkey imported from Maine and how she holds up the slab of turkey. I just found that funny. It reminds me there's a I can't remember what it is but there's a Madonna song it reminds me of. Am I not crazy? Well, yes, you're crazy, but no, you have a point here. There's, I'm trying to remember what the Madonna song is. And I am not a Madonna expert. It just reminds me of this song that I can swear Madonna sung. Give me a rough you know, year of this song you're thinking oh, of. Yeah, uh-huh. Can yeah, you hunt a few bars for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll Google it right now. Yes, <laughs> I will. We're not going to be tied to sing Madonna on the show. <laughs> Darn it. What? At least, at least not without a few few beverages in him. No, nah, I don't know. Um, Adult beverages. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that important. I, I just, I could swear there's a Madonna song from like... You're letting your fans down now, Todd. Well, you know, it <laughs> just popped know. into my... It just popped into my head. I did no prior research on this particular point. So I will continue to look, but... Material Girl? It might Is be. Is that it? Because, no, you know, I, no, I it doesn't. It definitely doesn't have the same beat. No, no, but I mean, like the. I meant lyrics, the things that are being sung. Yeah. Not early the beat. Yeah, lyrically, it's similar. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, can go that. for that. I go for that. I will accept that as my answer. Okay. Give it a, give it a nine. You can dance to <laughs> it. That's a special place in my heart since it was my very first recital dance. Oh, oh impressive. 
Actually, second recital dance. We had some Van Halen for the first one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Roth or Hagar? Uh, Roth. Because it was pre-Hagar. That's how long ago it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't believe that, Megan. Couldn't possibly be true. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'd just like to point out I was probably at that concert. Not, the, not, the, not your dance recital. You were at her recital? Concert. No, but the concert where they sang, where they sang whatever song she danced to. <laughs> and I probably saw it about 20 years later. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but at the, at the end of the fabulous song, Troy shows up. And, of course, Sharpay is still in the middle of her number. But when Troy shows up, he shows up with all of the other uh, wildcats. So uh, Chad and Gabriella and everyone else. And of course, that Sharpay end, uh, ends the song on a big no and falls into the water where she is rescued by Gabriella, which I thought was quite amusing. That's right. And she falls in very similar to how the dads fall in in both Parent Trap movies. That is correct. Oh, I just listened to that show today, so. <laughs> I'm sure it was a deliberate callback. Oh. Yeah, no, I, 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 there's no doubt that it was, in, it was intentionally in the script. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they wrote, like, do it like Brian Keith in The Parent Trap, in the script. Assuming that there was a script for this movie, which I'm not entirely convinced of. No, I, there had to be a lot it's of it. It's just a soundtrack. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a bunch of songs, and then they said, okay, here's how we're going to do it. So, <laughs> how do we get from song A to song B? <laughs> right. Uh, I, in case you couldn't tell, this is not my favorite of the three even though I, I have a fond place in my heart for the High School Musical films, uh, I, in my opinion, it is from this point forward, the film falls to pieces. <laughs> from the time they show up at the country club until the end of the movie, it's pretty much all downhill. So, something, yeah, I, so let's talk on this, because I kind of sort of feel the same way about this, is this is not my favorite of the three, and it's kind of sort of the... It's like the D- and the otherwise A average. Agreed. Okay, and and I hate that because it so, it really pulls the series down because it has such a disjointed nature that, despite the crazy high school you know kid aspect of the series, okay, this one doesn't cut it in that respect. Yep. Right. It, it and it's not believable, whereas the others are at least mildly believable. The first and the third movie, in terms yeah. of what goes on in them, I really think I could see those things going on. My, I always say minus the singing because I don't really believe that like you know kids break out in song in school you know despite that I know we have a lot of people who watch Glee and stuff like that. I you separate, never know, man. Now nah, my separation of reality says uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Such a stick in the mud. See the thing with this one and the first time I watched it, my first thought was, "Hmm, Saved by the Bell when they all work at the beach club." But now we're yeah. working at a golf club, a country club. Remind me exactly of that season. The, the music is not terrible. In fact, I have the soundtrack and I like listen to it when I drive occasionally. But it's not um, – it, it doesn't sell beyond the music. Yeah, it's not, it's not up to par with the first one and in no way, shape, or form with the third one. Uh, from the music, the story, the plot, you know, I will say I think the acting – in some cases, a little better in this one than it was in the first one. Not many, but a few. You know, we talked about in the first film how Vanessa Hudgens was not very good. 
even though I'm a fan. I think she was a little better in this one than she was in the first one. And that's not saying a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, it, but her performance here is nowhere near as good as it was in the third. I think Sharpay in this one honestly isn't quite as good. Troy's a little bit better than in the first one. I think this. I think that Lucas Grable Ryan is does a he he's probably the most consistent actor through all three movies to begin with. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think I actually he liked him more in this in this one than in the first one, of course. And yeah, because yeah. So long this, since this I was, saw, saw the third one out, really remember his character in that at all. Yeah, well, this was his story. I think that's why. I have to mention that who Brie would have mentioned as her favorite character in this movie had she had she seen the movie and been here. The dog! <laughs> that cute little dog! Mimi Ortega's dog. Kenny Ortega's dog. Yes. Is, is, is probably the best character in the movie. Probably does the best acting job in the movie, I'd say. Oh, that was low. It was. <laughs> I apologize to Vanessa Hudgens. His girlfriend. Why did you have to go there? That wasn't necessary. <laughs> I'm not letting you live that one down. <laughs> that was that was. Hey, there was no need for that. Uh, but the movie the movie derails. I mean, honestly, like like what you said, Megan, about Saved by the Bell and the Beach Club, and we talked about this in the first one a little bit. And and uh, you know, when you say to somebody, High School Musical, made for TV movie, you know, starring a bunch of tween stars you get like the picture that you form in your head of what it might be is what the middle, you know, the big chunk of the middle of this movie is, which is, you know, little petty rivalries, not a lot of, you know, deep thought going into it, uh, bad songs, you know, (laughs) it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate the way that the emotional struggles of the first and the third do. Like there's no, the stakes in this one, are nowhere near as high as they are in the first or the third. And there's their horrible sepia scene. Can we talk about the horrible sepia scene where he's he's on a background and remember Tanya? Oh. <laughs> we'll get there. But I'm we'll saying it has it has that's that's. <laughs> let's 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 wait until we get there because okay. it's part of it's a big annoying part of the movie. Um, it's a rant. <laughs> I feel a rant coming. Yeah, we'll wait. It, there's a lot of ranting about this one. Let's face it. Yeah, there's a lot there is. To rant about. And it's okay. We need a good ranting episode anyway. <laughs> yes, we can't Ew. love every movie as much as we want to. That's right. That, but I'll tell you this. Actually... I'll tell you this. Still better than Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two. You're setting a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> really low bar. And we do have one more new actor in this. Um, who was um. Is um who played um Mr. Fulton is Mark Taylor and um he has a weird piece of trivia about him. He was both in Inner Space and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. So Inner his, Space his... like the Meg Ryan movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So his forte is being shrunken. No, apparently his he's on he's been on ton of T V, but that that was that's a cool fact about him. That he's been in two movies where people get shrunk. Yep. Okay. That, that, was, that was a cool fact on IMDb. <laughs> Interesting. He is the king of the people being shrunk movies. 
so where were we? Okay, the bad parts. Uh, <laughs> Troy and his friends come into the club, and they're all assigned these jobs. Sharpay's upset about it. She just wanted Troy. She didn't want the rest of them, but Fulton, as uh, Cheryl just mentioned, the, the person running the club could not get the rest of them. Troy asked you know, to have everybody else come with him. So they're all there together, and they can spend the, the summer together. But then Sharpay is trying to get the rest of them to quit. So she has Fulton be extremely mean to them and tell them all these horrible things that he wants them to do, like, you know, clock in or you know, wait on people or work. Gee, <laughs> summer job. Did anybody else find that just they, ridiculous? Well, it, it's funny because you can – it speaks to the pack mentality of, of that you tend to have in a clique in high school, right? It, it's because clearly some of the people don't initially have the problem, but the stronger personalities win the day and pull everyone into their hate-this-thing circle. Right. I mean, uh, what it, um, Zeke is the chef kid, right? Yeah. Right. Right. So Zeke, uh, he's enjoying himself. This is like going to be his best summer ever. He's working under this great French chef. He's very happy, and yet he gets pulled into the evil side of it, right? Right. And um, I can we talk about uh, their mother for a second? Ryan and Sharpay's mom. <laughs> the the scene with them, Zen mother. Wait, wait yeah. before we do that. Yeah. Oh, actually, wait, wait, your scene does come first, and my scene is next. Fine. With the, with, with the with the worst song I think of this movie. Okay. Wait, wait. Cheryl was in the movie. She had a scene in the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I meant the scene I want to mention. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Because um, it would have instantly raised my rating if you were actually in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I needed to know that. Okay, sorry, no. but go ahead. No, so I just – there's an important dynamic that goes on here is is one of the things that's going on – it's all three movies, right? Um, it's it's Troy who has it, – Troy. It's they center on Troy basically, and Troy is all about – he has – remember we've had this conversation. He has doubts. He tanks, and then he comes back. That's how every movie goes, just – some of them, it happens in the one. It happens in the beginning. One, it happens in the middle, and one, it happens almost. You know, right, right. You know, half an hour of the movie. Yeah. yeah, right. So it's it's very interesting. But there's not. It's not just him in this movie, right? It's also Ryan has the same issue going on. Is he's having doubts about being his sister's evil twin, right? His evil sister's evil twin, right. Okay, he he actually wants to be different. He wants to break away from being her lackey and her her evil sidekick, and on and on and on. And that's very important towards the movie because this, while Troy's got his usual love affair, can't make up my mind thing going on. Ryan is changing in this movie. He's actually becoming more than he actually was in the first movie as a person. And I kind of dig that because it's it's a good role for the character and for the actor. I thought. He's like I said. He's probably the strongest character in the whole movie as a result of his character's arc. Yeah, I think he is probably the most likable character in this because he just becomes a different person at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. He's also got the third or fourth biggest role in the movie too. So. Yeah, I think I think he's the he's definitely the the one character that grows from the first film to the third film the most who has the biggest character arc and it's majority of it takes place here where 
you know, like you said, he doesn't want to be his sister's puppy anymore. He wants to be his own person. Right. And, and it really comes to fruition at the end of the third movie. And, and I think that you first, you first notice this when they go to talk to their mother. And Sharpay has no communication skills with her mother whatsoever. But Ryan instantly walks up to his mom, does her thing, and they're like uh, – they do headstands in their chat. Yeah, I love that part. And it's, it's very entertaining because you realize that he's you – know, he really isn't who, he's, what, who he seemed to be in the first movie. That's when you first start to realize it. Right. So. No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but that and that so that takes place and then the, they the the kids in the scene we were talking about complaining about the working and they sing the song work this out which I thought was not good uh, yeah. but like the entire thing is choreographed in the kitchen yes <laughs> and it why I don't know it, it's it's not my fa- it's not my favorite but it's not my least favorite either in the movie by the way oh no 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 the, the, <laughs> My least favorite song of all three movies is in this one, and I think it's everybody's least favorite. But we'll we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, I like. I was on IMDb earlier, and um, it seems that uh, a lot of the con- continuity errors happen in that song. Interesting. There's a lot of continuity errors, but that one seemed to have a lot listed for it. Well, I think they shot this movie in like a day and a half or something. So continuity errors are to be expected. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like, oh, give them yeah. like at least three days. I think uh, that uh, you, you're joking. I think they literally did shoot this in about 14 days. Yeah, I think it was 14 days. Four of those days were the East High, East Side High School school right. scenes by the way yeah four of those were the opening number and the other the scenes at the country club were like 10 days yeah oh my god yeah yeah no they didn't Wait, put a lot of effort into it. And, and in tangle they took 17 days to just film the that one scene in central park <laughs> in enchanted, enchanted. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah oh sorry i'm mixing up my disney tangled, movies tangle is a wish you had three four thousand how many years todd Oh, it was, hair? Uh, it's like 172,000 or something like that, if I remember correctly, without yeah. actually looking at my notes. Tangled, they took uh, seven years, I think, to actually yes. put that okay. one on the screen. Um, this, one, this one, they had a hit in uh, the summer of 2006, and they said by summer of 2007, we need another one. So they, they got to work right away. Yes. Um, Actually, I think that the weekend I finally saw Enchanted for the first time was the one that I just kept hearing over and over that this movie was coming out. It's very possible. Yeah, that would make sense. The first one, the first one, not this one. Is that when that right. one came out? Oh, oh, you're saying that's right. I think they did pre they did do a trailer before Enchanted for High School Musical one. Okay, and I do, I, and I do have trivia on this. It took four days to film all the school scenes at East High. Yep, said that. Because classes were in session. Right. The actual students were given instruction where to go so they wouldn't interfere with filming. The movie itself took five weeks to film. Sure it did. And then it lots took... Of bre- <laughs> lots of breaks. It I took, was going to say, I don't, I don't buy that. Which four of them were <laughs> it lying took around six getting days <laughs> to film Bet on It. Six days? Bet on, film it? Bet on It. Really? Yep. That's they what they... We six. want to talk That's about these favorites. <laughs> Ouch. They needed another six. And then one more piece of trivia. In the kitchen, when Troy's cell phone rings, the phone, the tone is got your head in the game. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be? 
Oh boy, Troy. I gotta tell you. Uh, so we haven't <laughs> mentioned uh, Troy actually. Uh, Zac Efron actually sings in this movie as opposed to the first one, and I think does a credible job. Yeah. Well, he given. Yeah. Well, he he, I he had been um, probably like you know just before he came into filming this movie, he had just finished filming Hairspray, right? And right. Hairspray released only like four or five months before this was, I think, right? Right. Somewhere in there. And uh, Hairspray, he was fantastic in. Yeah. So, and, oh, yeah. And, he, and, he did, and he did sing in there. And uh, so coming into here, he's, he sang and it was good. It's, and remember, he wasn't, not, he wasn't singing in the first movie. Bec- he wasn't not singing in the first movie because he couldn't sing. He, was singing, he wasn't singing because it wasn't the voice they wanted for the character. Right. Which is a very, very good point to bring up. Uh, people have said because he couldn't sing, and that's not the case. No, and, and I have to say, I've seen Zac Efron since I watched him in High School Musical. I've seen him in other movies. I've seen Hairspray. Uh, I can't remember the name of the other movie. Uh, it's not me and Charlie. Uh, me and Orson Welles. He's, he's a good actor. Like, he can act very, very well. Uh, he wasn't called upon to do it in this. And he didn't have to, I guess. I mean, it's not that he's bad. He just didn't. I, I don't it's think the they genre. It's, yeah. you know, it's the type of movie it is that they're not. There's not a high level of acting expected. Right. But in the third one, I feel like he did. You know, he did. He did show a little bit of those acting chops in the third one. But that that's a whole other show. Um, <laughs> from but. From that point forward, right, where they do the, the work this out, um, we have Troy and Gabriella trying to spend time together and increasingly getting in trouble. Uh, they go out on a, on, on a golf course and uh, get caught in the sprinklers because Sharpay is spying on them, trying to get them in trouble. Um, the next morning, they, they, they have the moment where Kelsey is writing a song in the other room. And that's you are the music in me, and and this version of the song I love. This is this is my favorite of of, the, of this this song of this movie. It's a very good song. I agree. Yes, it's, it's it's really well done, and it's a shame that they really don't cover it at all in the rest of the movie because it really is. Yeah. Well, they do come back to it. Oh yeah. So oh, no. we're not. But that's not the same song. Just the no, same lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, they do come back to it, but uh, it, it's it gets the whole group in there, and this is the part that I did not like about this scene, right? Because uh, Troy and Gabriella walk in while Kelsey's doing it, and they start singing to each other, and the two of them singing to each other, you see a little bit of the the chemistry between them, and it's I mean it's really really good. It feel it feels natural. Right. The two of them, you can see the stars in their eyes and how they're so in love and all that kind of stuff. But when the rest of the group comes in and starts singing the na 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 part, I'm like, really? You know, they just yesterday they were in the kitchen complaining about working and now they're in here singing back up to these two making goo goo eyes at each other. And, just... and, and, who's, and who's cooking and cleaning right <laughs> at, the, at that moment who's serving drinks to the people poolside <laughs> I, it didn't make sense to me <laughs> i gotta say uh but you see I, I, i'm not going to go into all the details on this one because it's just but what ends up happening is troy uh Sharpay starts trying to in to use a parent trap term submarine the gang and 
gets Troy in good with the folks from the University of Albuquerque, the Red Hawks. Go Red Hawks, I guess. Mm. I don't know. They don't actually exist, but yeah. Uh, and he, so in other words, she's trying to get him to separate from the crew so she can make their lives miserable. They'll quit. She'll have Troy all to herself and her evil plan will be a success. Yes. Now, can I say that one of the most enjoyable non, um, musical scenes occurs at this point in time in the movie where, where the, where Sharpay's and Ryan's family goes out golfing. Yes, <laughs> because the way that they just cheat at golf and like make and don't pay any attention to the fact that they're cheating and go, oh, how great you did and how supportive they are of each other's cheating is just <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, they have I might Troy actually Chad, have a de- yeah, yeah. I might actually have a decent like score if I played golf with them. <laughs> <laughs> like like they do things like put the the take their feet and put a V so that they can hit into the V and it go, and then kick it into the hole. I, I just it's like <laughs> that's playing mini how golf. I play miniature golf. Right, miniature <laughs> golf on a regular golf course. Wait a second. That's not how you play golf. <laughs> <laughs> what are so you trying heard. to say here? <laughs> it's how you play miniature golf. golf Let's golf. just say Tiger Woods might not be winning his his matches that way. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot, but I don't know. I'm just saying it. I thought you, way it worked. But I thought you're our sports guy, and you don't know. Uh, golf is my weak spot. <laughs> golf, golf is the one I don't. I don't. I, I have been to the PGA Championship twice, but uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Mostly I didn't for the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mostly for the fact that I could take the trip. It was fun. But yeah, <laughs> everybody needs some fun in mid-August. Watch the PGA Championship on TNT. So you see the separation begin between Troy and the gang, and you see what's going on with uh, with Troy starting to uh, butter up to the U of A guys, and the, he gets to meet the boosters, and he gets to meet the players, and it's all sorts of fun, and he starts treating his friends differently. And this is what I had a problem with, okay? Like, Troy doesn't really seem to care that he's treating his friends badly, like in the first one, it's a conflict for him of whether he should go hang with Gabriella or if he should, you know, play basketball. In the third one, he's torn all the way through. This one, it's not much of conflict for him. He's yeah. like, hey, the scene where he's getting his burger and you know, he's, it seems like he has this opportunity to introduce his friends to the basketball players and everybody, just doesn't happen. And you're like, hello, hello, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah there, there's no, there's no conflict. It's he's he's cool with it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like he's completely into it. And I I think, I think it's poorly written is the problem because I get what they're trying to portray as going on. They just it doesn't carry well. This is what we were saying, you know, earlier. Is this is supposed to be because Sharpay has given him him this te- this taste of the upper crust and brought him higher from what she feels is his social standing. Okay, right. and. He's riding it, and but it's but because it's not portrayed well, it doesn't play well either. Right. It just fe- it feels faked. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's my problem is like the the quote unquote conflict in this movie doesn't work, and yes. in this movie the conflict has to work or else 
the the movie doesn't work. And I guess that's that's my central issue with this one. Yes, because you want to explain your little thing about movies. Isn't this a great point for it? You have to have goals, motivation, and conflict. There you go. In order for the characters to succeed, we have none of those except for Sharpay. That's right. Sharpay has those things. None of the rest of the characters do. Right. No, Sharpay just has what is what is it? Wait, I'm going to try and pronounce it. Huma huma nuka nuka wapai. Yes, she does. Can I just say that this whole thing with with Troy going off and playing basketball with the um, with the college team and all of this alumni that are there, maybe it's just the fact that I worked with um, my college swim coach on recruiting that there are so many rules that have to be getting violated with him getting recruited and meeting with oh, these yeah. people that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just bothered be, me. I had to get that out there. <laughs> yeah, he would be so beyond ineligible to play his first year at U of A. It's not even funny. Right, except for the fact that you did catch that Sharpay's dad pays to the school, right? That she's, he's that doesn't a, a trustee of the school. If that's, you well, yeah, that would make it worse, actually. Legally, <laughs> yeah. so, so legally speaking, in the real world, it doesn't matter. But in movies, we always know that that matters, right? You have to look at it from that perspective. Is movie writers think the world is dumb, and they write accordingly. The writers of this movie definitely thought that. Yes. Well, right. they were they were playing to kids. They weren't really playing to us in this movie. They didn't realize it was bigger than just the child audience. They should have. Despite the numbers million. that you gave us. Yeah. <laughs> you're, despite you're right. the numbers you gave us, maybe the uh, the you know high school college the high school basketball players will not realize that this is actually a violation and there's it's a whole generation of high school basketball players that'll have problems with getting recruited to college if if only they had sports experts inside the company people who did like sports television who could tell them these things who broadcast college basketball games oh wait <laughs> oh me <laughs> But but remember, right? Is it, it's clear that a lot of the money of for this film was spent on advertising, not on the actual film. That's why oh, they that's got the numbers they clear. got, right? Yeah, that's and, beyond and clear. And they did show this movie on the regular ABC channel, right? Not just on Disney Channel. Yes, they did. Right. So they they played it to a completely different audience, but it counted towards the viewership that weekend. Yeah, they played it on uh, Sunday, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember. I think they, Sunday. Right, they, simul- they did it on both channels at the same time or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I mean, it, it's actually probably a good good point to talk about the marketing. Like, they, they basically just let fans write the movie at certain points. I mean, they, they let the fans decide what the slogans would be on Chad's t-shirt. They let the fans decide who would have a cameo at the end, which turned out to be Miley Cyrus. Shock of all shocks when you let the <laughs> Disney Channel audience vote. Uh, I mean, they they did so many things to let fans decide what was going to happen. Um, you know, and and those sound like trivial things, and they are, but they 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 serve no purpose. You know what I mean? Like they, there was no reason to have fans doing that stuff. Like there was going to be a huge, you know, audience for this film anyway. And like you said, Todd, they spent a lot of money marketing the movie and not a lot of money making the movie. Yeah. They got their priorities a little backwards. I mean, there's only like four or five sets in the entire movie. Yeah. 
I mean, and some of them are clearly not expensive sets. And you want to know something else? So the piano that they have in the water, right, at, mm-hmm. in the, the pink piano that's for the Fabulous song, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually shot out of sequence. So the scene at the end with the white piano came first, and they filmed that first, and then they painted it pink and sunk it in the water for the Fabulous scene. Right? It's the exact same piano, just to show that they didn't like, you know, they didn't have two pianos, yeah. and have two sets. It's, it's literally the same set piece. And a piano of that caliber is like, you know, a few thousand dollars tops. Right. You know, it, yeah. <laughs> Budget conscious, a good term for, for this movie. <laughs> so let's go back to the song, Hamunka Bunka. <laughs> Whatever. What, what, what song was that, Cheryl? What, what, what was that again? Hamunka Bunka. Hamunka Bunka. Hamunka Bunka. Not in the movie, but go ahead. Yes. It, it's, so again, it, it's Huma Huma, Nuka Nuka, Wapa Ai. Or something close to that on the end. Okay, so so what is that, that the Hawaiian fish? <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. It is actually humana, a tr- humana, humana. it is actually a, a a fish. That's what they're singing about in the song. Okay, just for people who don't know, they're sing- they're dressed as tiki gods, singing about a fish. That's that's it's that just has a, sim- a much shorter English name. It's just a trigger <laughs> fish. That's all it is. <laughs> it, it, it's like the most common type of fish near the coral in the ocean, in any ocean, is a trigger fish. <laughs> is it a trigger happy fish? Nah, I, I just – but the name is Hawaiian, right? That's the Hawaiian name for the same fish. So just so you know, so we could just say trigger fish for the rest of this discussion and not keep trying to say that. <laughs> and we'll be good. All right. But yes, that's the song that uh, Ryan and Sharpay were planning to sing. And there's still a reference to it in the movie, even though the scene itself did not make the movie. He, um, sh- right at this point, Sharpay decides that she's going to steal the song that Kelsey had written, the You Are the Music in Me. And she decides that they're going to sing. He, she's going to sing that song with Troy. She kind of tricks Troy into promising to sing with her at this dinner that we were talking about. Right. And and right and shortly after that, there's a scene with Ryan where he says, what are we going to do? Uh, he, he asks what he's going to do with his Tiki Warrior costume uh, from this song, from the Triggerfish <laughs> song. Right. Right. No. So I have the extended version on DVD of this movie because I actually have all three movies on DVD. And that scene's actually in there because they included all the stuff that they cut out like that. Now, see, that's weird because I have it on Blu-ray. That's yeah. right. I have this movie in high def. And uh, it's not included. <laughs> really? really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. You know what? On Netflix, it's not there either. It's not, right. <laughs> Maybe if I got the DVD. I don't know. But it's not on the streaming. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, there's also, and there's also a scene later on when, he, when she tells him to go get the Tiki costume out. And he says, no, no, I listened to you. I sold it on eBay. Yes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but but that kind of sends Ryan off, and he's kind of you know, the Wildcats are upset because Troy is you know going to play basketball with the U of A guys. Ryan's upset because Sharpay has cast him aside, and that leads to the what I think is a was a bad attempt to recreate Get Your Head in the Game, and I feel like they did that a lot in this movie, right? They just they looked at what they thought people liked from the first one, and they said, hey, let's do some more of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and that's what I don't dance to me feels like. It's like, okay, we had a sports scene, so we did a basketball, a, a dancing scene with basketball. Uh, it's summer, so let's do one with baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like a great idea. And 
And what was the point? Because they do all dance. We all saw the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> <We're watching them. laughs> and, and note, folks, still not the worst song in the movie. See, nope. but it's all just to show off that Ryan is multifaceted. He can actually play sports, too. Yes. He's and not. Yes. What's with Ryan and Chad swapping clothes at the end of the song? Did anyone else notice that? Oh, my that? gosh. I blocked that out. <laughs> yes. They're eating hot dogs after the song is over, and, and they, they have shirts. swapped clothing. Yeah, not not lower halves, upper halves. <laughs> 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 Just so we're clear. <laughs> like, really weird. It is a little weird. Yeah. Like, this ain't soccer, people, where we trade the jerseys at the end of the game. This is, you know, a bunch of kids horsing around playing baseball. That's strange. I'm just going to say. <laughs> Because it's not like they're playing shirts versus skins or anything. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, but apparently you don't it's... do that in baseball usually. <laughs> and it's not like Chad and Ryan dress alike. No, they really don't. No, no. Sorry, that just freaked me out. And um, this whole this whole song to me is just like I get it, right? It's setting up Ryan's character and how the two of them, you know, he's going to work with them, and it's his character growth. But the song itself. And the way it's choreographed and everything, I just thought was a complete failure. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't work very well, even though it's it's not like it's not a catchy tune. It just doesn't go really well with what's going on. Right. It doesn't the work same time. the character moment that they're trying right. to portray. Right. And it's funny because had they played the other character moment that's going on in this scene with a different song, it might have played out better. The, because really, there's a there's a friendship bond that's starting to really strongly form between Gabriella and Ryan. Right. And I honestly think it was supposed to play more into later in the movie because clearly it's supposed to make uh, Troy be jealous. Jealous, yes. Okay. Which he, which he does in the very next scene when they when he shows up the next day to work. Yeah, but it's it but then it's like forgotten for the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he shows up, he gets jealous, and then that's over. And we all know that that's so true to high school. <laughs> Yeah, and petty jealousies go away right away in high that's school. Right. That's always yeah. Oh, they yeah. don't last for all four years or oh. anything. Or 12 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's um, still holding a grudge, apparently. Oh, you apparently. Know, I've got many. It's okay. He has a list. If you're out there, you know who you are. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, seriously. But, but then something broke in Kenny Ortega's mind at this point in the movie. Yeah, there you go. Okay, because because apparently at this point in the movie, Kenny Ortega starts to confuse Zac Efron for Michael Jackson. I'm going to say it. As well you should. As well you should. Well, I mean, that, so before we get... He he does that right, but we have we have um, Troy's little little song with Sharpay where they do the you're, you're you are the music in me. You mean the massacred version of that song? Yeah, that's a good term for it. Yes, um, yeah. So Sharpay gets up and they do the whole like Todd said. It's the same song, but not in any way, shape, or form. It's the same lyrics and completely different background, and uh, it's supposed to be bad, and it is. I guess that's the best way to put it. 
It, it, it is, and it's not even like they're singing. I mean, he doesn't even understand what's going on during this song. I mean, <laughs> b- believe it or not, this is Zac Efron's best acting moment in the entire movie. <laughs> I like how he goes over and he's like, what's going on? And <laughs> then he gets dragged I, I, back out to center stage. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think his best acting moment is in the worst song because he kept a straight face through that whole six-day shoot, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so angry. Because I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> <laughs> but but like I said, this is there's something wrong because at this point in time, I don't know what was on Kenny Ortega's mind, but Zach Efron, clearly not Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> but he's got him dressed in the white t shirt. He's got him standing yes. there the, no with kidding. the wind and like and, and the air jet underneath, like from yeah. the concert, and it's like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, video doesn't translate to an audio podcast, but but it but it's true. But you make the joke, Megan, and it's it's so true. Is is I don't no no everyone for you for those who don't who forget this at this point in the stage in the game, Kenny Ortega was the choreographer for a lot of what Michael Jackson did and <laughs> on stage. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Well, which yeah. video does he have that? Is that? And bad, I think. I, I, it's on the bad tour. He so he did the the tour the tour choreography, not like okay. necessarily the video tour choreography. Um, and yes, that is from the bad. I think it's the bad tour when he does the um, the air jets from underneath on center stage, just like that. And it's. And well, the, I think they have it in the video for bad also. Do they? If anybody has no I idea what we're talking about. It's in the video for black and white. It's in it, like it, it became a standard part of his repertoire at that point. True, but, right. I but about this all the other specifically with the with the white t shirt and the and the white shirt that opens up and the that's right out of that stage show. Oh yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> but we have so kind of like in parallel with uh troy and Sharpe, we have ryan kind of joining in with the wildcats and choreographing their number and Sharpe. that that is the one part that i i enjoyed is Sharpe walks in at the end of uh one of their rehearsals and gets all upset with ryan uh who leaves and then she of course asked the band to play her a beat so she can walk out which i <laughs> thought was funny. Right. actually one of the best moments in the entire movie because she gets yes, to be a beat and then she get and then she like kicks up um and let's face it, just just this is this is Troy's low point because he's doing what at this point in the movie? Missing baskets. Missing baskets. That's how you spot Troy's lowest point in any of the three <laughs> movies. <laughs> That's how you know when Troy is 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 bad off, man. Uh, and well, I take that back. He doesn't. St- well, no, you're right. He does start missing baskets. But uh, Gabriella comes to him and sings the "Gotta Go My Own Way" song which is probably Vanessa Hudgens' worst singing performance in all three films, yes. if you ask my opinion. But, but she's doing it in reaction to the fact that Sharpay used her little walk-off to go get Fulton to kick everybody out of the show. And yes. that's when Gabriella decides, you know what, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, because that was the thing. Right. right? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the, you know, tough rules and all this kind of – it's the fact that they can't sing in the summer camp show. <laughs> that's that's the impetus for this. And and I'd like to point out that the at from the back to the Michael Jackson thing for a second because we're about to get to <laughs> Okay, Eve, it was it was so poorly portrayed and overdone the Michael Jackson stuff that my parents pointed it out while watching the movie. 
Oh, my parents, a- who were too old for Michael Jackson when Michael Jackson was a, a, a hit in my teenage years. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> yeah. I will say the Gotta Go My Own Way song actually has a soft place in my heart, even though it's not that good. Uh, because I was listening to this album on the way to my old job. The, and at the time, I had an offer for my current job. And so I, I was trying to make up my mind what I was going to do. And I heard this song and the lyrics. I was like, huh, okay. And, and I actually left. You had a that sign day. from Disney. <laughs> I did. Yes. I turned in my two weeks' notice that day. I, you know, I get. I, there's a, I have a similar song that I felt the same way once about once upon a time in the same situation. That's uh, David Byrne after he left Talking Heads, after Talking Heads broke up. He did a song called A Million Miles Away. Same thing. There you go. <laughs> same type of song. It's a sign. <laughs> yes, but it, so the shock of Gabriella leaving uh, throws Zac Efron as Troy into a tailspin, and he realizes the horror which he has become. And, of course, doing that forces him to change from a white to a black T-shirt. And a sepia filter. <laughs> yes. And he goes on a six-day rampage across the golf course, singing, <laughs> dancing, and performing the the low point of the entire trilogy. <laughs> it, but, it, okay, I know Todd keeps saying that this is like his Michael Jackson moment, but... I was more picturing Footloose, like, I'm so angry, I've got to dance! <laughs> no, no, but you have to pay, go back and watch this scene if you get an opportunity. Who, no, anybody, are you going to do anybody, that to me? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm actually realizing as I say that that it's not a fair thing to say to our audience, but I'm still saying it anyway. <laughs> okay, if you want to be entertained, just fast forward to this scene, mute it. Watch it and fast forward from there, and you will see that he is doing he's doing the bend your knees, do the low snapping thing, the whole nine yards. He's trying to do the the this stuff, you know, the the ah Yeah, okay. The DNC. It, it's oh, all okay. in there without necessarily the squeaks and squawks that Michael Jackson does. <laughs> but it's all the moves are in there. I mean, because Kenny yeah. Ortega just said, you know what? I'm throwing all my Michael Jackson goodies in this one. <laughs> <laughs> It still boggles my mind six days to shoot this atrocity of a sequence. Boy, that was close there, right? <laughs> it's awful. Like, and, and it's not like it's become awful. I've seen this movie probably ten times now. It's not like it got awful because I've seen it multiple times. It was awful from the, de- from the first moment I saw it as one of those 17.2 million people. And, 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 not not only is it is it he dress he changes from the white to black like you said not only is it that he's michael jackson not only is it in the middle of the desert golf course okay which he's already been warned to stay off of. Off of. That's right, but he's <laughs> he's climbing rocks and hopping over place things the whole time. I mean, that place must have been like a, a, a basically a sawtooth because he's up, he's down, he's up, he's down, he's up, he's down, right? The whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. But not only that, it's got the sepia filter going on. So everything is a little too green. His teeth are purple. His eyes are like the Incredible Hulk. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I did at one point expect him to, uh, to turn into Lou Ferrigno. I'm not going to... the song is called bet on it which we haven't mentioned yet the song is bad Uh, i mean zach efron can sing he didn't do it here so we have we have the bad lighting we have the bad singing we have the bad lyrics we have the bad michael jackson choreography i mean like 
none of it works through the entire sequence. And it doesn't even properly portray the emotion they're trying to get across, which is that Troy has reached his low point and has resolved himself to to fix the problem. It it doesn't even get that across. It's just it, some crazy person parading through the desert. <laughs> it, it also breaks the purpose of a song in a musical. Right? Yes, it does. Because the purpose of any song in any musical at any point in time is to connect two moments. Okay? And there are no moments that get connected by this song. He's already, he's already done the sing-out with Gabriella, so there's, nothing, there's no connection to that. It does right. a hard cut into the next scene, which is him doing this, and then it does a hard cut back into whatever follows. There's no connection. So there's, you could literally cut this out. And you wouldn't miss anything in the in the in the thing. I guarantee you, if you watch this, skip this scene, and then went right to the next scene where he gets his kitchen job back, you would not miss anything. You would not even notice this song was missing from this movie. No, you're right. But and and that says something about the movie itself because like the, there needs to be a scene where he has that realization moment. And this isn't it. No. It's supposed to be, but it's not. No. It's it's just it's terrible. It's really, really bad. Uh, and I don't blame like I don't blame Zach Efron. Like he's you know, six days. He's obviously out there giving it his all, but it just didn't it didn't serve the purpose of, that it's supposed to do in the movie. So he goes back and gets his kitchen job back, and he goes back trying to rectify the situation to get the Wildcats back into the talent show, which he does. And he manages to, you know, basically get Sharpay. This is another part that doesn't work. He tries to get Sharpay, you know, back on the good side, and she refuses. It makes no sense. Yeah, you know? I'm. I was trying to figure that out. Well, I mean. Because at this point, Sharpay is like really mad, right? That that he's left her. Yeah, but because remember what I was saying earlier is the she's trying to give him this taste of high sight and kick him up, and he's rejected that, which means he's rejecting her, and she right. did, and she takes personal affront to this. Now here's and she she starts to have this moment where she's crying, right? She does this and she has this conversation with Ryan when she's backstage before the song because Troy is now not going to sing with her either. That's what he tells her at this point. He goes, "I'm not singing with you. I'm." Because I'm part of the help, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what actually goes on. And she does this thing. And my mother at this point – see, folks, we said this would be coming, right? She says um, she says that um, Sharpay reminds her of Goldie Hawn, which I think I said in, in the other episode yes, as well. Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. But mm -hmm. this was the point where she actually – my mother actually said it when we were watching. When she sees her, the blonde with the, with the mascara running down her face, which was Goldie Hawn's gig for a number of years, right? Yeah. Okay, this is this is where she says she, she, that's where you know, and my mother made that comparison, and it's really true when you go back and think about it. Like I said, so yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely right. And, and but I mean, because he goes back and forth, he's not going to sing with her. Then she's like, "But you promised I'd sing with her," and of course he says he can't because she's part of the help. He gets the Wildcats back in the show. Um, he gets shoved out on stage, not really knowing that he's going to sing the song every day. Um, he's given the lyrics and everything just to prepare right away with it. Um, and he doesn't realize he's going to sing it with the Wildcats and not with Sharpay. And so he ends up start, he starts the song and then Gabriella comes in from the back of the, of the 
uh, I was going to say theater, but it's not. It's just a bunch of chairs out in the lawn in front of a stage. Uh, Gabriella comes in from the back singing the song, and then we have our big kumbaya moment where all the wildcats get together to sing. And he even – they finally do get Sharpay up on stage to join the fun as well uh, and sing every day, which is kind of like the, the breaking free moment uh, from the first movie in this one. Again, I feel like – it's not a bad song. I actually like the song. I don't feel like it served the moment. I feel like they decided, hey, we need to have another inspirational song uh, to cap this between Gabriella and Troy. So here we go. Yes. And let's bring everybody in at the end. Right. Same as the first movie. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, right. And this goes back to what you were saying is they keep stealing scenes and ideas from the original movie and putting them here. In, in this and just like going – just changing the scenery, changing the, changing the look, but the same basic concepts are this scene to scene. Right. It's, it's sequelitis, right? This, is, this happens all the time when people do sequels uh, in Hollywood especially, but anytime, you know, on made-for-TV movies. It's like what, what, was the, what are the things people talked about and enjoyed from the first movie? All right, let's do those again and then try to do them bigger or try to do them – you know, uh, try to do more of them. Rather than trying to craft a a new story using the same characters, it, yes. it's just yeah. I mean, and 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 you can pay nods to the original films. Like I feel like the you know the pirate films, uh, you know, like the second and third pirate films took little bits of things that worked from the first one and included them. But it was a completely different story, and you can talk about whether or not that's a good or a bad thing. But it's a completely different type of movie and type of story than from the first film. Well, Whereas this is trying to just take the same one. <laughs> Megan has a question. I have a question for you guys. Okay. When um when this film came out, when High School Musical Two came out, were they planning on making it just like a buffer between that and the third one, or was there no plans for the third one when this came out? There was no plans for the third one until this one until they realized the viewership. Right? Okay. And then once the numbers came in and they saw the profit margin and they said, well, and um, three wasn't going to originally be on the movie screen. It wasn't until um, in post-processing when they changed the format so that it would fit on a movie screen and that they released it to the movie screen. It was originally just going to be on TV like the other two were. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we have the we have the big feel good sequence of every day, and that from there we we have uh, the the Star Dazzle Award being awarded, uh, which is something that shows up on DVD menus. And if you play the High School Musical uh, dance game on Wii, which I have in my house, <laughs> if you want to come play it, uh, you you can get the Star Dazzle Award there too. I yeah, I'm trying to figure out. So in in the in the information about all the things that go on in the movie behind the scenes. Apparently, it took them eight tries to to design that the award for the the Star Dazzle Award. Yes. And, yeah. And, and I'm thinking, isn't it just like a a box with a star on top? And, no. And and yes. apparently, it broke the last take. Apparently, also. Okay. <laughs> apparently, when Ryan gets gets it at the end, apparently that scene it broke and they had to redo it. <laughs> Yeah, priorities apparently were very misplaced in the in the production of this film. <laughs> yes. Because if we spent six days of five weeks of filming on Bet On It... And can't make a trophy that doesn't break. Yeah. <laughs> and are repainting pianos. 
I mean, gosh, I could go to the trophy store around the corner and get something for $25, and it's probably not going to break when I hand it to somebody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, and between so between every day and then the 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 uh, other song that is uh, ripped off directly from the first movie, uh, we have a little tag where Gabriella and Troy finally kiss. So they've been trying to kiss the entire movie, and that was a big thing when the first movie came out. Is that they never kissed through the entire movie, even though it was a romance and all that kind of stuff. They didn't kiss, and and, and that part I thought that they actually did do pretty well in this one because like from the even during what time is it they were it was teased that they were going to kiss and then they get interrupted and then they're about to kiss on the golf course and the sprinklers go off and so they keep interrupting them they finally do kiss at the end of this one which i thought was good i mean it's nice and it's schmaltzy but it it, like they teased it really well as a through line throughout the movie but then do you know what else they did did you see what what else they did tangle lanterns yeah they did tangled lanterns (laughs) (laughs) 500 of them. Yes, appa- <laughs> apparently there were 500 of those lanterns that were, le- that were released into the sky for that scene. Wow. <laughs> Again, misplaced priorities. Yes. Yeah. But I, so when we saw uh, Tangled, right, and we talked about the lanterns in Tangled, obviously, the, I didn't realize that that was a real thing. And is that a, I, I mean, those weren't real in this, right? I mean, because they say they actually had actual lanterns for this. Yeah, they had Chinese lanterns hanging, but like the actual floating lanterns, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's no, there's no such thing as that, is there? Yes, there is. Oh, is really? There? So wait, wait, to see, this is something I didn't it's actually It's just like a mini up. hot air balloon. <laughs> see, because yeah. here's the thing, right, is I forgot this was in the movie until we did the rewatch, because again, I try and avoid watching this particular one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay, but um, when we watched Tangled, I just chalked up the floating lantern thing to being a... Um, you know, it fantasy. was a fairy tale. It's a fantasy, so that was just part of that world. I didn't think that was an actual thing. No, it's real. You can, <laughs> you, can you can make one. I'm so it's doing this. Easy, actually. I'm I'm looking it up now. I was gonna say, let's try and plan that for the next time everybody's together. <laughs> yes. Oh, we should do the Poly Beach and let them off. <gasps> we should do arts and crafts. And that will probably be kicked off Disney property. How to make paper flying paper lanterns? Oh, I'm so into this. <laughs> So we know Todd is going to be building paper lanterns for the rest of the evening, but uh, back to the movie. All for one, the big uh, all six characters singing together and getting the whole school together in a fun, exciting pep rally sequence. Gee, wonder where we've seen that before. Uh, it's it, it's basically we're all in this together. They're just doing it at, at the pool instead of in the gym. I mean, like the staging is pretty similar. The Honestly, the music is pretty similar. The The order in which they sing is the same. Uh, again, they just took, hey, this worked. Let's do that again. Yes. Not a, <laughs> not a, so it's not a bad song, though, right? Right. And, and that's what I was going to say is, like, I honestly like from every day through this part of the movie, I like that part. Right. This, this reminds me of um... – What's what's that movie? That thing you do where they have the the wonders and they do uh, the shrimp shack shooters or whatever the name of yes. that band that they do. That's what this scene reminds me of. <laughs> and yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> oh, that's a must. Yes, it is a good one. You're gonna have to see it. So, like, I, I guess my feeling is the from the beginning of the movie through what time is it in fabulous? It works, and then from every day through all for one, it works. Everything in between <laughs> is kind of a mess. 
it doesn't it doesn't flow there's you know there's the fun of bet on it there's all those sorts of things it just it doesn't make it doesn't make for a a, a fabulous film uh, in in my opinion but that's just me um shall shall we rate this one so that we can uh, move on to high school musical 3 a, a much better film and end the suffering yes <laughs> so uh megan since you're subbing for brie i will i will allow you to go first a scale of one to five your thoughts on high school musical two i'm gonna give it a two just to go right in line with the actual number of the film i really I, it's one that had i not been planning on doing this this podcast with you guys today i probably wouldn't go out of my way to see it so the only way I'd watch it is if I stumble upon it on Disney Channel and there's nothing else to watch. Or it falls on your head from the sky. <laughs> or it falls on my head from the sky. Which, I mean, who hasn't that happened to? <laughs> of course. There are a couple songs that I did enjoy, you know, that eventually will make their way onto my iPod. But, you know, it's not anything I'm going to go out and try and find. I would actually rate the soundtrack higher than I would rate the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Todd Perlmutter, how would how would you? Uh... Yeah, I- I'm going with a two. Also, it's it's not it, it's not like it's the world's worst movie. Okay, I mean it's definitely a good background movie, which is about where I put it too. I mean there are things that I can't even have playing in the background, which like well the uh, the ever popular <laughs> Chihuahua film, Beverly Ch- <laughs> Hills Chihuahua two. Um, so, you know, like, I would never play that in the background, for example. But this I could probably play in the background of, like, anything that I really didn't want. If I just wanted noise in the background and then pop up my head every time a song that I like came on. <laughs> so complete and utter silence is better than Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Uh, I am actually – I thought long and hard about this because – if you've been listening to the show, you probably think I'm going to rate this a two, but my enjoyment of the movie is actually a three, I would say. Because I thought, I've thought about what other films have I rated a three, and it's like Sorcerer's Apprentice and, and a few of the others, and I would watch this about the same as I would those. And I, you know, I do enjoy, there are moments in that middle section that I said doesn't work. Like it, even though the story doesn't work, there's fun moments in there that are good to watch. Like the moment of Sharpay watch walking out. You know, I do like the "You Are the Music in Me" until the rest of the crew comes in and quits cooking and cleaning and decides to sing "Na Na Na Na" the rest of their lives. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a backup singer. Yeah, do be, do be. <laughs> what's up with that? The the Sharpay version of "You Are the Music in Me." The song is terrible, but the comedic acting is just fabulous. You know, I mean, so there's there's pieces in there that are pretty amusing and fun to watch, but they don't add up to anything. Right. But can re- remember what I was saying about bet on it relative to this movie, where you could just lift it out of the movie and then watch this be- the the two scenes that surround it and not miss anything. Right. Yep. I kind of feel in the series, the trilogy, you could lift this movie out, watch one and three, and never even think about this movie and not miss anything. Yep, I would agree with that too. <laughs> I would agree with that as well. I, in, in fact, if you're a person who watches the first one and you like it, but you don't think it's necessarily, you know, as highly rated as as we said, but you thought you're intrigued a little bit and you might want to go on, but you know, you don't think very highly of the first one, I would skip this one and go to three. Definitely. 
Yes. Because the third one, will, and you'll hear our fabulous show, we, that I'm sure is to be fabulous about that one, uh, the third one is much better. And that's yes. all I'll say. You have to listen to the show to get the rest yes, of it. Is. I honestly, right. I, with these ones, I actually watched them in reverse. Because I happened to catch three on TV one day, and then I went on to Netflix when I finally got that account and watched them. So, Interesting. There you go. All right. So that will wrap up the High School Musical 2 edition of the Disney Film Project podcast. Thank you, Megan Annunziata, for joining us this evening and filling in capably for Miss Brianna Alessio. Thank you for inviting me. You are quite welcome. Uh, you can find Megan as the fitness blogger at DisneyDrivenLife.com, at MeganInWonderland.com, and at WhoMeRun. Dot com. Uh, until next week, you may keep in touch with all of us. Uh, you can keep in touch with Bree. You can you can send her a message on Twitter at ButterflyBree. You can go to her blog at AdventuresOfBree.blogspot.com. Um, tell her hello. Tell her she was missed this evening. Um, she she had other things to do besides watch High School Musical too. And really, I can't blame her for that. Um, that's that's probably a good thing for her life in general. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you can keep in touch with us at uh, with with Todd at touringplans.com. Uh, you can see DisneyDrivenLife.com and see how cool the technical wizardry there is. You can read my blogs on touringplans.com or on DisneyDrivenLife.com. Uh, you can keep in touch with the show. We have multiple ways to contact us now. You can go to DisneyFilmProject.com. You can listen to the show, read blogs, do all kinds of fun stuff. You can. Find us on Facebook. You can be our friend on. You can like us on Facebook. Right, right. right. Yes, yeah. that's right. Everybody, that everybody yet. likes us on Facebook, Ryan. I'm of going to do that do. right now as we speak. <laughs> At Facebook.com/slash/DisneyFilm. <laughs> I have to log in first. <laughs> uh, log in, schmoggin. Jeez. <laughs> Come on, Megan. All right, what's that? What's the web address again? The URL, I believe it's known as. Easter yes. Pearl Letter. Oh, what is it? For Facebook? <laughs> yes. Facebook.com slash Disney Film Project. Go like us. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Dis Film Project. So please do that as well. Uh, until next week, then, when uh, we'll be reviewing yet another fine Disney film. Uh, good night, everyone. Good night. Give me a beat. Boom. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Wrong, wrong Jackson, man. That's Janet. <laughs> Give me a beat! <laughs>
at Charlie 3 what's on the list. If your movie's on the list, I'll tell you. So She's you have to waste. So you, you have to waste to vote. There you go. All right, but let, let us know. Let us know what you want to see, and go to the website DisneyFilmProject.com, and you can see on the right rail. You can see the movie that is coming up next, so that you can watch it and be prepared as well. So you get to pick. It's interactive here, folks. So vote.